Hi guys, it's Marv with the Paranormal coming at you once again. Now, I was just uh, trying to think of a topic, and I'm usually doing things off the cuff anyway, but uh, I was just watching a YouTube video to kind of help me get started, and it gave me some good advice about, uh, what, what was it called? Uh, Pod Sound School is about, like, how to start your podcast kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, it had some good tips. I just don't know how reliable it is. And plus, I can't download anything on my computer without an IT person. She suggested uh, keywords everywhere, which she could download from uh, Firefox and uh, Chrome. But even if I were to do that, I can't do it on my phone. It's only for your desktop. And... Uh, but it may give me some ideas what to talk about. But, uh, I, I do want to continue talking about, uh, The Mandalorian. Well, I'm on, well, I just, uh, completed episode six. And if you're here not to be spoiled, then leave right now and go watch it. But, uh, I, I haven't covered... Each podcast, you know, episode by episode, be, because, well, I don't want to become more of a spoiler. I mean, there, there's no getting around being a spoiler channel anyway on here. But uh, if if I really enjoy the uh, the movie or a show, you're going to get spoilers. So I I'm just going to say right now, just watch it first. Then come and listen to my podcast later on. So, I liked uh, episode 6 of The uh, Mandalorian. Not only do we get to see his complicated, um, like, bounty hunter skills. I mean, he kind of lies... Uh, between being a bad guy and a good guy at at times and there are times where he's more good than bad but I don't think uh, there is any good and bad uh, in him at, at all I think he lays in between because that the line that uh, the lines of being a bad guy and a good guy gets kind of blurred and he just does what he does uh, that is necessary to collect the bounty, whether if it's uh, good or bad reasons, uh, that he gets paid handsomely to uh, keep building his armor that he's wearing. Now, in some ways, I am kind of curious what he looks like without the helmet on, but in in some ways... At, at the same time, I'm I'm kind of glad that they aren't showing it just yet. Maybe they will actually reveal his his face. I mean, who knows? I I can't even predict it uh, from this point forward. But if I were to predict something right now, I think um, his face would be shown. But I think that's going to 
I give him more of a reason to become more of a hero than a, a bounty hunter be, because they said to be in the Mandalorian uh, religion. I mean, it is a type of religion, he, he said. Weapons are his religion and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I think he's just saying that as an excuse or whatever. I mean, it, it could very well be part of his religion. Uh, like, he's not supposed to take off his helmet. He's uh, not supposed to uh, lay down his guns be, because uh, as a Mandalorian, you're supposed to always have your uh, weapons on, uh, on sight on all times. But I think when, when it comes down to it, he is going to be disgraced by the other Mandalorians because his face was exposed. So I don't know what's going to happen, take it with a grain of salt right now, but it may uh, come down to that direction because if his face is exposed, he's no longer the Mandalorian. Well, I, I, I guess the show is still called the Mandalorian, but but he's just not going to be, like, the Mandalorian that we know of. He's just going to be, like, uh, the heroic version of it. And he's kind of, like, in a gray area of uh, being, like, uh, if you've seen um, The Punisher, he's going to be kind of like that, like, uh, anti-hero kind of thing. So, he's going to be uh, still that complex character, but he is going to be on a fence of, uh, of things, of lying in, in the right side of things, like on the good side, but he's going to do what's necessary to complete his mission uh, to not only collect his, his bounty, I don't know if he's going to be a bounty uh, hunter anymore if his face is, is exposed, but he's going to do whatever is necessary to survive at this point if bounty hunters are after him this time. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. He's, he's going to be kind of like Punisher or Deadpool kind of thing. He doesn't break the fourth wall like uh, Deadpool, but... That would have been interesting. I no, that actually don't don't listen to me right there. But it would have been interesting to to see him break the fourth wall, uh, just to speak things out loud. I hope they actually don't do it because uh, they're going to be making Star Wars more of a a joke there anyway. <laughs> if if they do that, but. Uh, but he is going to be kind of like an anti-hero where uh, he does things for, for Goose, but uh, he does bad things to, to get uh, the mission and um, the enemy um, either killed or put away somewhere. And uh, uh, that way he continues to survive as this Mandalorian uh, bounty hunter kind of thing. Uh, 
what else is is there to talk about? I mean, I haven't had a seizure for quite some time. This is like the first time since maybe, I want to say June 24th. Since then, I had the seizure, but as I was uh, learning about, like, I guess if you want to call it saving the world kind of thing, you know, like the whole um, recycling and uh, climate change and all of that stuff, it's, it's a quest that I was... Uh, kind of listening to, um, started having a seizure at class, and may her name be nameless, but one of the people who caught it before it got to be really bad, she shouted out, he's having a seizure, and then it just kind of subsided 30 seconds, but it felt like five minutes for me. I mean, it honestly did. But, uh, but I'm okay. And, um, I'm just hoping that it doesn't happen again. I think the only reason why it happened is because I didn't have a good night's sleep. I keep um, getting up in the middle of the night, uh, you know, going to restroom several times, and I have no idea what was going on. I mean, not to, uh, get into more information that you needed to hear, but that's pretty much why, and I couldn't sleep anyway. I was, I do have emergency pills, and in case this was uh, kind of considered to be like a, a seizure incident kind of thing, but I didn't think it was that serious. I, I, I just uh, felt like I wasn't um, able to sleep um, at all for whatever reason, like it's some kind of insomnia. I, I'm not diagnosed with any kind of insomnia kind of thing, but it, I mean me getting up several times in the middle of the night, I mean, what is that all about? And that's one of the triggers of why I uh, I kept getting up in the middle of the night and uh I should come back on here talking about paranormal stuff. It's kind of hard to come up with anything paranormal because I feel like I've talked about everything.
Okay, so I I can't really uh, think of any solid paranormal things to talk about, but let's let's give you kind of like uh, a synopsis or whatever you want to call it uh, about the Annabelle doll. Uh, that is what kind of inspired the whole Child's Play movie to begin with. They they heard the, um, do you want to call it an urban legend? It's either like an urban legend or like uh, a creepypasta of, uh, of sorts. I mean, you could take it with a grain of salt or... Accept it as fact. Whatever uh, your decision is, that's totally up to you. Or don't believe any uh, the stuff at all. But anyway, I'm entitled to my own opinion. I believe this actually happened more or less this way. Um, I just... Uh, I just want to say that uh, I don't know if I covered this before. I I, I kind of feel like I have, but there's there's a doll called Annabelle. They made a movie out of it, and she's not a porcelain doll. Let me just make that clear right now. She's more of a Raggedy Ann doll. The way how they do it in Hollywood is that they want to, to make the doll look creepier than just an Annabelle doll. So they went the porcelain doll uh, route. But the story more or less is still the same. Uh, the nurses were um, coming home from college. I, I, I guess they're uh, trying to get their uh, degree or certification to become nurses and uh, find a note at their door um, it gets kind of sketchy from, from here and then they throw the note uh, away it appears and then uh, Annabelle appears and then they try to throw her away as, as well and then there's a knock at the door, then she's at the door, then you hear, like, um, the, the doll running all over the place, and then, uh, I think it's either three of them or two of them, um, die because of the possession of the doll, and... Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, was kind of like, we'll take the, the doll in for ourselves because this is an evil doll and, and it doesn't need to be in the public's hands right now or all or even at all anymore. But the story behind it of how it was created, it was uh, more or less uh, the story of the lady who was like uh, a servant at uh, somebody's house uh, at I, I forgot what their last names were it was like um, based off of uh, 
Robert the, the doll. I, I guess I was trying to refer to Robert uh, the doll, not Annabelle. But Robert the doll is just uh, pretty much what inspired uh, Chucky, not the other way around, not Annabelle. Uh, excuse me for my uh, lack of research anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, I should be a little bit more careful. Um, Robert the doll is is what I was referring to. Now what what happened was um, the family who has their son named Robert as well uh, treated their servants very poorly. I mean at the time it, it was like slaves and they were treated horribly and uh, they thought that uh, the only way to get back at them is to curse the doll um, with the likeness of their son. And uh, the son named uh, the doll Robert, uh, hence the name Robert the doll. And uh, ever since then, the family was not believing their, their son, saying like, Robert did it, I didn't do it. And then they got more upset, saying, like, uh, you gotta stop lying, we will not accept this. And then the, the family hears him talking to his doll, like he was actually talking to him. And there were, like, accidents uh, that would happen at the house. I I don't know if, if they were fatal enough, but uh, it was uh, near close uh, to... Uh, an actual fatal uh, accident but I think eventually um, the accidents became more deadly and then uh, the family started to pass away the people uh, started to have like accidents and uh, uh, the other part of the story that I omitted is, is that this uh, lady practiced uh, voodoo and was uh, chanting some words into the doll and that's how it became alive and move and, and talk to the, uh, the boy. Uh, so when he uh, got older he he was like, I'm done with, with a doll. I don't want to be with a doll anymore. But even if if he tried to give it up, they would always find him back to his own house again. And uh, Ed, I, I believe Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren um, took this doll. If, if not, it's actually in Florida somewhere. And you have to ask for permission to take his picture because if you don't ask for permission uh, uh, I I don't know take what you will from it maybe it's a myth maybe it's a um, what do you call it like a superstition kind of thing but even so I wouldn't risk it but there are people I I heard uh, say that they didn't ask for permission from Robert to take his picture and they were cursed and they either were in a fatal accident or not 
in the serious accident, but still was able to write to the museum uh, apologizing to Robert, uh, saying uh, sorry for it for not asking for permission to uh, for for taking your picture at the time. Uh, could you wipe away this curse, please? And usually he uh, does do just that and things become normal again. Now, that depends on your definition of normal because what's normal anymore? But uh, if it were me, I don't want to try to provoke it. I just wouldn't. I, 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 I think if there's any truth in it, I'll ask for Robert's permission if I were to take his picture if I were down in Florida. But, uh, you know, better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> I mean, I believe in spirits, but if there's any part of uh, evil spirit living inside of Robert uh, the doll at all, I don't want him coming after me. Uh, in the uh, glass encasement or not. <laughs> I mean, they say that he um, moves inside the encasement without uh, anybody uh, touching it at all. I, I mean, you could uh, um, start to think that somebody moves him in the middle of the night uh, in the encasement, but the, the rule is that nobody can touch Robert the doll in the middle of the night, even if it was uh, to make him sit in a new position, let's say. And they were given strict rules not to touch him at all. So, with that being said, he is either alive spiritually or there's another explanation of what's going on. I don't have any theories. I am taking it for what it is right now. I believe that this doll is alive and so did many others when they experienced accidents and curses from this doll. I mean, I'm I'm willing to accept that this may be real, but if there's another explanation, I'm open for alternative explanations too, to make us feel more at ease. But I'm a spiritual person, I'll say this is real. This is actually fact. Alright, so that is enough of me just rambling on about Robert the Doll. And uh, I hope... Uh, you get the chance to uh, um, like review this uh, podcast share it uh, voicemail me don't be shy on sharing or uh, voicemailing me as well and uh, as always 
of this is marvelous and paranormal convention once again. Signing off and have a good afternoon, good evening, and good night wherever you may be listening to this podcast at this very moment. And goodbye. Signing off in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and peace.